Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. Hey, I've got a quick favor to ask. We're in the process of a major facelift for the show, and I would love your input. It's essential to me. So do me a favor, hop over to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button that reads, take our quick three minute survey and let us know how we can improve the show for you. Thank you very much. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Todd Krieger. Todd, welcome to the show. Good to be here. It's great to have you here. And for anybody who's new to Todd, let me just give you a little background. Todd is actually a marriage and sex therapist who helps couples create loving and passionate long-term relationships. He's the author of The Long Hot Marriage and Love, Sex, and Karaoke, 52 Ways to Ignite Your Love Life, which is actually an Amazon best-selling book for couples. He's also got an e-book that's entitled The Little Black Book of Infidelity and an entire self-improvement program to help heal from infidelity. Now, his most recent online program is Divorce Proof Your Marriage, and he has a private practice in Huntington Beach, California, and he's been helping couples and individuals for 34 years. He's been a guest on many radio and TV shows. He's a professor at the University of Southern California. And last but not least, he's been married for 34 years to his wife, Sherry, and has two lovely daughters, 26 and 23 years old. Todd, I see there's a correlation between how long you've been married and how long you've been doing this work. So would you take a minute and give us a glimpse <laughs> on how this all got started for you? Yes. Well, I I, boy, I got my uh, license actually a month, my license, my marriage family therapy license a month before we were married. Mm. So, I mean, you could say I was doing the therapy a little before I met her, but uh, what's interesting is I, I, I got married in 1984. In 1988, I took, a, I took a marketing class, and the marketing person said, take a look at your demographics of your practice, all of us, not just me. But I came up, I couldn't believe that 70% of my practice was couples. I didn't even realize it. I was just mm-hmm. not that observant. And so apparently... I was attracting people into my practice that had some of the similar issues that I was working on in my marriage. So uh, it's been a correlation. And I've I've practiced doing things with my wife to see what works and then use it with my clients. And it's also gone the other way. When I've worked with my clients and I go, wow, this is working. Maybe I should try this in my own marriage. So it's worked both ways and um, it keeps me honest, keeps me on my toes. Both. <laughs> Both being a marriage therapist and being married both keeps me on my toes. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that. Like you get a field test, whether you did yep. it before you worked it with your clients or vice versa, you win either yep. way. So that's fantastic. Yeah, there are times I'll be working with clients and go, wow, they're, wow, they're doing better than me. Oh my God, I better start to walk my talk here. You know, so <laughs> it happens that way too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, I mean, with all this experience you have, both yourself as well as with all these clients over the years, I'm sure you've kind of found like some guidelines or some principles. I call it a guiding principle, but some people have a quote or a mantra. But for you personally, what what do you find, Todd, helps you to 
you know, kind of get back on track when you feel yes. like you kind of gotten off path in your partnership? Oh, yes. And there are times definitely I'm off track. And so one of the things that I say is, and even if I'm doing a radio show, they give, we got 10 seconds. What is it? It's usually this thing. It's we are all powerful centers of interpersonal influence. We all are those powerful centers of interpersonal influence. So we might as well act the part and be a positive influence. There are different ways we could be that given where the, where the issue is. But it helps me not get sucked up into, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, my partner was mad at me, poor me. It's like, wait a second, you know, uh, what can I do right now? I, I, I affect her. I affect her whether I'm aware of it or not. We all affect each other uh, both uh, verbally and non-verbally. In silence and in talking, we affect each other. So that's the main thing is that I have the power to make a difference. Uh, and uh, that keeps me from slipping into, you know, oh, my God, she treated me this way. She said this to me. Poor me. And I find that to be the number one thing. I mean, that just guides everything. And when I work with couples, it's the same thing. You know, they're feeling like victims. And I go, do you know what you do, though, and even how you think about your partner affects your partner and brings out the worst of the best. And a lot of it depends on you. Don't take, don't factor yourself out of this equation here. Because you know, a lot of people come to see me, they feel like it's all the other person's fault. I'm the victim. And it's, it's never that way. Yeah. So. And I, I guess it also would create the question of, you know, well, since I'm influencing one way or the other, which way do I want to be influencing? Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I'll say that um, I think this is more of a blessing than a curse. But when my wife and my kids are growing up, but even when my kids were you know, in a house younger, if there were some issues going on, I couldn't factor myself out of it anymore. I said, what is it that I'm doing that's causing the problem? Or what is it that I'm not doing or saying that if I did that thing or said that thing, it would make a positive difference? I, I cannot go around being in neutral because there's no such thing. Because we're not uh, we're not that, you know, as, as I sometimes will say, Einstein, um, he improved chem, um, formulas because he realized that the people doing the experiment had an effect on the results. And so his formulas became a little more complex, but much more accurate than, let's say, those of uh, Newton, Isaac Newton, because he was able to recognize that. And the same thing in our partnerships, whether it's work or personal, that we affect other people. Uh, even when it seems like they're doing something to us, how we think affects other people, how we speak and how we act. Yeah, that's that's a tremendous reminder because it's it's really easy to try and go, I'm, I'm going to dismiss this and say it's got nothing to do with me. Right, right, right. And it feels that way sometimes because we're feeling our pain or mm -hmm. our problem or, you know, what's going on with us. It's not so easy to see where we're having an effect and bringing out what other people are, how other people are treating us. My first signature talk was called Bringing the Best Out of Others, and I would go to workplaces, but I also used it in my own clinical practice, and we talked about how we can bring the best out of others, because we bring something out of others. Again, we're not neutral. So. Yep, yeah, it's... It you're, you're ruining everybody's day here, Todd. You're making... <laughs> They're like, what? I, I don't like I him know. already. Um, but it's true. And we all know it, right? We know it deep down. 
Yeah, we do. We do. We, we could live in denial, but it doesn't really get us what we want anyway. So, you know, what's that expression? The truth at first will make you miserable, but then will set you free, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm sorry if I missed everybody's day up temporarily. <laughs> but now you know you can make it better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, just how you view it. Exactly. That's fantastic. Well, you know, one of the things that, that our listeners love about the show is is our guests are always so generous in sharing their own personal stories. And, and I'd love to, to dive in with an, a time in your life when, like you were talking about earlier, sometimes you're working with a client, you're going, wow, they're doing better than I am. So what, what's one of those times when maybe you tripped up in your partnership and you know what was going on, what did you trip on, and, and ultimately what did you learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Well, you know, the, the, what comes to mind is, um, you know, I work a lot with infidelity, like, you, you know, you were mentioning my products, and people betraying other people. And I'm happy to say that I've never cheated on my wife. However, there was a time when I, and oftentimes I was working with my clients when I go, what am I, what am I, fool? I'm fooling myself. There was a point I was, I was trying to expand my business, and I and I um, got some credit cards at 0% balance, like I think two or three of them. And I, you know, it's my business. And it's not like I tell my wife if I spend $200 on my business, it's my business. But this was a lot more than $200 or $400. And it was actually earlier, much earlier in our marriage when I didn't have uh, some of the money flow I have now. And I think I ended up, it was like $10,000 of, of expenses. And I was like, well, it's my business. She doesn't need to know. She just gets, she'll get upset. And I don't want to get her upset. And the truth of the matter is that I was just taking the easy way out. I was just avoiding conflict. And I somehow lived in that denial for about 10 months. Uh, and then I was working with a client about something. And they said, and by the way, the person also had this credit card and they, did what I did basically, you know, and she was very upset about it. The wife was, and I was like, Oh my God, I did the same thing. So I came home and, uh, you know, definitely I told my wife, you know, I wasn't, I think I was in some denial about it, but the truth is this is what I did. And I'm owed, I'm owing $10,000. It's going to come due in a few months after a year of 0% balance. She was very mad and she was really very angry and I wanted to get defensive, but she, you know, I really, I messed up. And so, now the thing I learned is be an adult male, don't be a little boy, and if I have something that maybe my wife will be frustrated about it, just tell her and deal with it, and uh, do not hide anything. If that, That's another thing that's a guiding principle. Do not hide anything. No secrets. None. Unless you're planning a surprise party. <laughs> so, But that's really, that was, I think that's, to me, was my not my only trip up, but maybe my biggest trip up in terms of, uh, and definitely I learned my lesson well. Now I just face the music in the beginning rather than at the end, you know, before I do something, if it's going to be money or whatever that I know that she probably wouldn't be happy about, I tell her and we deal with it as, you know, and deal with the conflict. Yeah, I love that example, Todd. And, and you know what, what stood out to me is, you know, you said, you know, I was avoiding the conflict. Yes. But you also could have been missing out on the support. I could have. I who could've. knows? She could have been like, yeah. yeah, we absolutely need to do that. I totally get it. I'm so glad you found these yeah. 0% cards. That's so much better than putting it on a regular card. And she could have been like totally on board. She could have been. She could have been. You know, she's she's different with money than me, honestly. I love her. She's 
you know, for her, it's much, she's much more of a security focused. I'm a little bit more of a risk taker. So the chances are that she would have been that way, but maybe not in the first five minutes. Yeah. You know, you know, and, uh, and that, that's, that's probably true. And I, well, I know it because in future, uh, endeavors, it was a lot more than 10,000 and I would tell her and she'd be pretty angry or disagreed with me or gave me her argument. And sometimes I listened and yielded to her, but sometimes I did it, and I said, no, it's important for me to do, and uh, and I hope you're uh, able to overcome your anger, and she did, and she was supportive and accepted, you know, so you're right. I mean, I did I did, uh, did miss out on that. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the things that so often we assume it's going to be a conflict. Yep. Which is why we hide stuff, right? Yes. I, I was literally just on the phone with a woman like 20 minutes ago, and she said something that was really interesting to me. She said, you know, um, I'm, my ideal partner would be where we each know about 85 to 95% about each other. Interesting. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I think, you know, we don't need to know everything about each other. And, you know, that's some of the mystery. And I said, and she said that about the, the person she would be with, that that's what she was looking for. And I said, well, what, what do you want them to know about you? And she said, oh, the same thing. I said, why? aren't you proud of everything? Mm -hmm. And she was like, um, <laughs> so it right. wasn't like, this is the mystery. It's like, I got some things I don't feel like I can ever tell anyone. I'm embarrassed by. Exactly. You know? Right. But again, like you said, that's just leading to the potential for, you know, negative fallout down the road. There's, there's enough mystery. Uh, you could, you could still, since we're always evolving and changing, there's always more mystery, but we don't have to hide things. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to say every thought you think, but uh, I don't want to be – what I love about my marriage is that it's the kind of marriage where we could talk about anything. We could have fun talking about things. We could even talk about things that – that um, um, do you have any attraction to any of our friends? You know, why not talk about it? You know, it's, I don't act on it, but we could talk about it. It's a fun conversation. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying every couple wants to have that conversation, but I think it's kind of nice. I just like having the kind of relationship where we don't have to hide anything. That's, that's, that's my, that's my kind of personal partnership. I'm not saying business partnership, but personal partnership. I think there's, there's something to be said about being able to share all of me, not, not even just 90% of me. Yeah, so, because then it takes away the fear that, oh, there's that part that they won't love. So I got to keep hiding it. Exactly. Exactly. And then it shifts into a whole other relationship issue, which you become you, every time you hide, you're like the little you're like the child and you turn the other person into the parent. And that's not a good thing either. Um, it, it, it changes relationships for the worse. So I just think it's important to develop, even if you do it slowly and incrementally, the kind of relationship where you both have the emotional muscle to handle the, the total truth and to get to know each other and be curious. And it's interesting. And there's still mystery because, like I said, we're always changing and dynamic. And the, the way I think about things now is different than two years ago or five years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, we keep but evolving. I, and I love that you use that word curious because I use that a lot in my work. And I think a lot of us don't understand it, which yeah. sounds weird. But yeah. Curious means really open to like, I'm curious, like what, what was that about? Or why'd you do this? Or what was your good reason for doing that? Or, you know, a real open mindedness. It's not, I want to find out so I can beat you with it. 
Right. That's right. not curious. Well, that actually, that's not curious. <laughs> that, that, that's an investigator. But you're right. And I think curiosity, curious, that, that's one of my favorite words. I always say I have three favorite words when it comes to working with couples. Uh, one is cu- uh, being curious. Two is attention because we need attention. It's related. They're both related. And the third is experimenting. That creates the mystery, by the way. When you experiment, when you try new things, do new things, share another part of you. Um, so those are my three favorite words. But curiosity is right up there. I mean, just let's get interested. The guy, I work with people that have been married for decades. They don't really know each other that well. They, they know each other on some superficial level. But they don't really know each other. Like, what's your, what's your dreams? What's your goals? What's the thing you most dislike about me? That's a great question. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's, you know, gives the person a chance to speak. And, of course, you get to work on developing the muscle to not get defensive and to be open to it. And maybe you could change some things about you or maybe you can't. But at least you're listening to that person and you're giving them permission to go deeper within themselves. So me being curious about my wife actually leads her to be more curious about herself. Exactly. Yes, it invites more curiosity. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you yeah. know, the other thing that's, that's interesting about what you just said there, when you said, you know, what's the thing you don't like about me? Think about yeah. all the things you think they don't like about you. Right. And they just told you it was right. this. You're like, that's the thing? Oh. That's it? I oh. can throw away all those other ones I made up by myself that aren't true at all. <laughs> that's true. No, we do. We, we fill up a vacuum with the, usually it's far worse than it really is. Yes. And, and, and it's absolutely fine to say, what are the things you most love about me? That's a good question, too. That's nothing wrong with either question. Um, but that's, that you know, and you could, you could with a partnership, intimate partnership, I, I try to take couples to, uh, you know, again, sometimes it's incrementally, but to more and more uh, different more deeper, maybe even more uncomfortable places. You know, what's your secret sexual fantasy? There you go. Now we have more misery. <laughs> but you're, you know, it's curiosity. It's good stuff. It's all good stuff. Yeah. No. This is this is really great. So let, let's turn the tables here a little bit. We talked a little bit about you know a trip up that you went through. What, what would you call like? What's one of those times in your life that? Is like one of those proud moments of partnership. It could be romantic, could be family, could be career. I mean, it could be anywhere really. But like, what's yeah, one of those yeah. times when you think back on it and you're like, "That was so cool," and you just can't help but smile? Yeah. No. You know, I I, I could probably come up with a, a number of them, but since we're talking about curiosity, um, here's here's one that you know. Here I am, a therapist. I get married, and my wife is telling me how I'm such a bad listener. And she actually was absolutely correct. I was a great listener with my clients. But if my wife had any negative feedback towards me or any kind, I wasn't a good listener. I was pretty defensive. So I remember one time, I can remember, she was on the stairs. It's in the house we live in now. And it was a long time ago, though. We've been living in a house a long time. But she was about six, seven steps up the stairs. I was on the foot of the stairs. And she, she said something to me. It was, an, it was some kind of critique of me you know, that she wasn't happy about. And I, at that point, I went, oh, my God. And she goes, what? I said, I just noticed why I'm so bad at listening to you. She says, what do you mean? She, I, she, you said that thing, that negative, that criticism, 
and I got all panicky inside and I never noticed it, but I think I get that a lot, but I covered up quickly with this righteous indignation. Mm. So that panic is the deal. Wow. Okay. All right. I got that. Now I'm going to put it aside. Okay. Now say that again. Now I'm all ears and I want to hear what you really have to say. And that was maybe the first time that I recognized that this panicky part of me, I, I was able to be aware of it, notice it, kind of maybe just put it aside, and then it became all about her. No defensiveness, nothing. And then, of course, when I really heard her, even though she was complaining about me, I watched the positive consequences of listening non-defensively, the benefits, and how it became kind of a non-issue because even though she was not happy with whatever I said or did or whatever, I don't remember, that she was happy with the fact that I listened. So that was, I think, a big moment because I, I remember that. And um, you know, since then, I've slipped up and maybe not listened, but I catch it quicker and go, oh, there it is. Hey, I'm, I'm slipping into that little boy scared part of me. That's not what you need right now. You need the man that can listen to you because you're really not that scary. <laughs> and then I listen to her. So it's really that... That was, uh, I think, one of my wake-up moments, I would say. Yeah, that's a great one. Because, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I know every one of us listening is saying, they're going, yeah, I get defensive instantly. Right. And then this is, this is it. I mean, this is the, much of the work I do with clients all the time. I teach them communication techniques that help them go the opposite of that defensive, self-protective reflex that we, I help them find that police inside that's covered up usually by defensiveness. What are you defending against? Well, what she said, no, you're not. You're actually defending yourself against some feeling you're feeling right now. Well, what would be that feeling? If you weren't defending it, what would you be feeling? Um, scared? Okay, now tell your partner you feel scared rather. So, you know, those kinds of things I do all the time in the mm -hmm. office, which gets them to the point where they're actually able to stay present to each other. So, yeah. Absolutely, which is one of the most highly desired parts of a relationship is I want them to be here with me. I want them to be present with me. It is. And it's also, as we all know, one of the most challenging because yes. we, we just have this survival brain and we're just trying to protect ourselves and we, we see the other person as a threat, which they really are not threats. You know, My wife's mad at me. I'm really not threatened. Um, there's no life and danger, life and death danger here. But our body experiences it that way, and that's where we have to become aware of it and open up instead of go, going with that reflex to close. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's stepping out of those defaults, right, the, the instinctive response that's protection. That yes. isn't a choice. It's not a conscious thought. I mean, it's the not same reason why if a bear comes out of the woods, you take off running and you don't even think about who you're with. That's right. And that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, oh, that's, I don't that's know about pure survival. Now, but yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You know, we were, we were hiking, my wife and I and my older daughter, and my older daughter said, oh, my God, rattlesnake. By the time she said it, she was, a, she was so far away and so were we. <laughs> and then we realized, wow, we just saw a rattlesnake. I mean, that's, that's why it's so good to have those reflexes. But how often do we see rattlesnakes? You know, mm -hmm. not that often. So we do have to... Uh, be, be aware of that. So I do a lot of that with, not, you know, with my couples in, in my session and help them begin to calm themselves down and realize there's there's no real danger here. Yeah. Stay open. Be present. Be aware. 
Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So we've actually got to part of the show here, Todd, that, that I call bring it all home. And this is where we're, we're going to step away from the stories for a minute and, and actually give our listeners some, you know, kind of bullet pointed information, things they can take with them right now and apply in their partnerships. And what I'd like to start with is for you personally, what, what has been the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received? You know, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, because I, I, in the beginning of my relationship, I, I tended to vacillate between being the good guy that ignored my own needs to being uh, uh, to being aggressive and hostile for feeling like you're trying to control me, right? So, I remember uh, um, a therapist, mentor, friend of mine. He was more of a mentor. And he said to me, we, my wife and I were having um, a debate about what, what should we move and not move. And I remember him saying to me, you know what, does your wife, do you think your wife wants to move more than you want to stay or do you want to stay more than your wife wants to move? And I said, I think my wife wants to move more than I want to stay, to be totally honest. I want to stay, but I think she wants to move even more. And then he said to me, well, then why don't you choose to yield to her, but don't give in? And I got what he meant. What he meant was take responsibility for your decision and don't come from that little boy place of giving in. And I, I find that couples kind of slip into this like we did, these power struggles where they, they feel like they're competing and what we want to do is sidestep that power struggle and take responsibility for our choices. Every partnership whether it's work or, or personal, involves negotiation and compromise. Mm -hmm. We're different. We want different things. We think different things. And so in terms of negotiation, we, we need to be able to feel our power. Even if it's in my case, I chose to yield because I thought she wanted to move more than I wanted to stay. And so I did. I came up to her and I said, you know what? After seeing our friend Bob, my our mentor, I've realized something. You want to move more than I want to stay. So I choose to move. And she said, no, you'll resent me forever. I said, I will not. I am firmly committed no matter what happens. If my practice doesn't develop the way I want, no matter what, this is my choice to yield to you. You are not responsible for that. And so it's always important to, to take responsibility and realize that every relationship needs negotiation and compromise. And we, we, we can't be children about it. We have to be adults about it. So that was maybe the best partnership advice, relationship advice I received in my own relationship. But I've also parlayed that with the couples I've worked with, that we have to be adults and we have to accept that we'll, we have different directions we go on sometimes. And we have to deal with it like adults, not get into these you know power struggles like you're, you're my enemy and I'm going to win. You know, so... It's so important to, to cooperate and to collaborate as opposed to compete. Absolutely. I love that example. And, and you know, you being able to go, I'm choosing to move. Yeah. Because what you're doing in that moment, what you just expressed so perfectly is you were choosing partnership. Yes. Because the choice exactly. we make for partnership isn't always our first choice. Nope. A lot of times it's not. <laughs> nope. That's right. If we... We have to accept that. We have to accept that loss. 
um, that we have, you know, and we have to say every time we're saying yes to something, we're saying no to something. And I realized that my partnership was worth more than the security of staying where I'm at. Now, what ended up happening, she ended up coming back to me three days later and saying, you know, I've changed my mind. <laughs> but I had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> she didn't want to be away from her mother. So we didn't move. Uh, that's all fine. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, it's really very, very important to, to choose the partnership. And part of being a partner means there are times your partner is going to have to choose to yield. And there are times that you're going to have to choose to yield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously it goes both ways. That's, that's yeah. fantastic. So tell me this, like, we talked about the books you've got published, which are fantastic. I'm wondering, other than your own work, what what's a, a book, or maybe it's just a resource that you would recommend to our listeners regarding partnership and why that one? Well, my funny answer is none, just buy my book, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my real answer is, I mean, there, there's several books I've really liked. I've, I've always liked the work of Harville Hendricks. Mm -hmm. um, and him and I have done a few things together. But Getting the Love You Want was his major book. And I think that in terms of intimate partnership, that's really a wonderful book to, to have. Um, a, a great resource. It's a great resource. I also think that um, anything by Sue Johnson, who is um, a therapist who works with what's called emotional focus therapy, that anything by her, any articles by her, really excellent. And then the third person I think of right off the top of my head is Esther Perel, P-E-R-E-L, mm. uh, -E who works a lot with um, eroticism in, in long-term relationships and on infidelity. And, you know, her first book, Mating in Captivity, was such a wonderful title and a wonderful book that uh, I, I would say those three people, Pavel Hendricks in, in his book, Getting the Love You Want, anything with Sue Johnson, uh, that's all over the internet, I'm sure, as well as Esther Perel. Fantastic. Yeah, those those are three tremendous, tremendous resources. Thank you. Sure. Well, I got to say, Todd, I mean, clearly we've only scratched the surface here. <laughs> There's a oh, lot yeah. more we could be talking about. Sure. Can sure. you do me a favor? Would you Would you let our listeners know how they can contact you and learn more about your work? Absolutely. The, the best way is just go to my website, Todd Krieger, www.toddkrieger.com, and I'll spell it. It's T-O-D-D-C-R-E-A-G-E-R.com. And there you have access to all kinds of articles, all kinds of videos on topics of couples, as well as some, you know, how, you know, for individuals and how to break free from dysfunction, dysfunctional families and break free to your true self. So I have a lot of great topics and I have, you know, books, my books there and my downloadable informational products as well. It's all there. And uh, it's, I'm proud of my website. I think it's very informative. So I think that would be the best way to go. And you could, you could email me from there. My phone number's there. Everything's there. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And for anybody who wasn't ready and, and didn't have your pen in your hand, don't worry. We will put all this information on Todd's show page. So all you got to do is go to speakingofpartnership.com, type in Todd in the search bar, and it'll go straight to his show page, and you'll see all those links there. So it'll be really, really easy to, to follow up. Yeah, and you could go on my website and sign up for my free email, and then you're on my email list, and you'll you'll get those in your email box. You know, just about every week, I get really helpful articles and or, or videos. Fantastic! Awesome. 
Well, Todd, I got to say, your stories, your insights, fantastic. I'm so excited you were able to share those with us. And, and you know, you've, you've stirred the pot for me. I know there's people listening right now going, huh, I need to look at this. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Sure. My, my pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. And be sure to click on the big red button to let us know what you love about the show and what you want more of to help us design the best partnership podcast in the world. Plus, you can leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.